Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Great to be back with you folks and uh, just cherishing the opportunity to come across your radios. And it's, as always, it's uh, with me is my dear friend, Stephanie Wesco. So Stephanie, catch us up from the frozen tundra out there in Indiana. What's going on? <laughs> um, well, the kids are back in school after Thanksgiving break. And so they're all doing well. And um, yeah, just trying to get all I'm working on Christmas gift wrapping and all of that cool stuff. So Emmy's help. She's having a blast helping wrap gifts. And so, yeah, we're doing. You know, Emmy's a domestic man. She, she's got it all together. You know, she, (laughs) she likes to cook. She likes to wrap gifts. Plus she's academic. I mean, she's pretty square. Now you're getting Steffi to help you too. Oh yeah. Oh, awesome. Steffi's pretty awesome. Uh, Yeah, Stephanie has some pretty great kids. And so uh, so the cold weather seems to be infiltrating America. I'm not happy with that. You know, I'm not living in South Carolina to be cold. You know, I I just, I like those 60-degree days. I got to be up front with you. But sometimes it gets pretty cold out there. And, you know, I I got to tell you, man, my body just gets all tightened up and stuff when it's cold. Aww. Cold and old go together. That's why the last three letters of cold is old. They just, ah, it's pretty ugly. And Thanks. Uh, I'm not old and I feel, I hate cold. So I, I think you're older than the average Joe. I saw that the other day. I wanted to share that with you. So the <laughs> average you. person in America is in their 20s. So oh, you, you may not be an old geezer, but you're older. Yeah. What's the deal with everybody being hey, in their 20s? Old geezer. Yeah. I said you may not be an old geezer. Good, good, because that. Yeah. Now, did you guys hear that again as we study through? She heard it a little bit wrong. That happens sometimes. It happens. No, just having that word put in the, or that phrase put in the same sentence with me was bad. Well, you're either going to get there someday or you're not. Six is not should not be. I mean, wow. Yeah. Well, what are you going to do? It's, uh, yeah, kind of nothing I can do. You know, it just keeps on happening. It's going to happen forevermore in eternity. People are going to go, how old are you? You won't care as much up there, you know, anyway. So we continue to cruise along and, and, uh, I'll tell you, I love the book of Proverbs, Stephanie. There's so much here that there's, there's so much to, to grow on and, you know, if we're going to start the day with a podcast, it should include wisdom. And, and mm-hmm. I'm glad we're in the books of wisdom. I've been loving Ecclesiastes and church. I, um, I love that, you know, and I've been listening to uh, more of the prophets. I mean, we just went through in my Bible study. I just 
finished reading the book of Ezekiel, son of man, that book will mess you up. I just want to be up front with you, man. Ezekiel, Jeremiah, those books slap me around. I think the whole Bible slaps me around. And um, But anyway, it's a great way to start the day. Uh, so we're in chapter 9, verses 1 through 6. But, but before we go back over to the book of Proverbs and the ninth proverb, uh, with you, with we always do, uh, you might be a knucklehead if. Now, Stephanie, it's up to you. I have one. But uh, if you want to go, I'll save mine for tomorrow. On the knuckleheaded front? Yeah. Well, you might be a knucklehead as we go into this Christmas season if you expect to get gifts but are too much of a Scrooge to give any. You know, right there. All right. Listen, folks. Uh, you know, we should give without wanting. You know, just give gifts. Give gifts to everybody. You know, my love language is Starbucks, Ruth Chris Steakhouse, you know, those kind of things. <laughs> Oh, you know, <laughs> I, it's been a while since I've joked with my peeps out there. They probably kind of miss me, but you know what? Just give, you know, I, I'm going to, I'm going to take care of my peeps at Starbucks and, and, uh, uh, around my area who take care of me. You know, I was, I went to Jersey Mike's the other day. I love getting the Italian regular sub. I usually get it without bread now, but I went in there and the manager said to me, he said, you know, you are just like the nicest person that comes in here. And I'm the opposite of that. I don't see how they see it that way. But I said, thank you. And he went on to tell me, it's not that I'm nice. It's just other people are such knuckleheads when they go in restaurants. Mm -hmm. And uh, so give your restaurant peeps. If they feed you, if they make you a latte, give them a little gift. I mean, give them a $5 thing of chocolates. I don't know. I usually go buy up a whole big bag of stuff for like five bucks a piece at TJ Maxx or something. Everywhere I go through a drive-thru, I hand it to somebody and say, Merry Christmas. I usually do it with my Santa Claus hat on too, but that might offend some of you. So Stephanie's thing was, if you expect, you might be a knucklehead if you expect gifts and you don't give gifts. So with that concept, Stephanie, uh, things you don't say or do to people with PTSD. Mm. I got one if you want me to. I know. I think I've got one. All right. Don't, don't, um, as we go into this holiday season, just be sensitive to, um, bringing up memories, um, that might be triggers. Um, I know, you know, holiday seasons can be extra hard. Um, and so as you, as you think through that, you know, be careful not to, um, I know for me personally, it really bothers me especially around the holidays when someone starts down the grape trail um, because I want to slap them and say, how about you thank God that you have your husband with you or how about you? Um, so be careful. Just start saying that. Yeah, just start saying that. <laughs> say, oh, shut up. Be grateful for the blessings you have yeah. because by complaining around the holidays, you can set off massive triggers for someone who um, – has been through junk. So I guess if I can put it that way, um, throughout the holiday season, thank God for your blessings and don't be the one griping because that, that griping can be a trigger. You know, I remember thinking to myself, you know, I'm through the first holiday season. Everyone's going to be awesome now. And it's not. And, uh, what Stephanie's saying is right. You know, it's not that we want to forget people. It's just sometimes we, let's not harp on them forever. Uh, Let's talk, you know, some people just go, for instance, I know this lady at church, she lost her husband. 
And this woman, if I was to mention her name, a lot of you uh, would know her. Her and her husband were missionaries to a faraway land. That's a wicked place to be and served greatly. But I was talking with her one day, and she mentioned to me that, you know, every holiday people come and tell her how much they miss her husband, not how good it is to see her or how great her husband was, not, you know, things she was doing. So I think there's some relevance there for all of us, man. Just love the people you got, you know, hug them extra tight this year and uh, just love on people, man. And I think, I think the more we do that, I think, I think God will honor those relationships and bring us to a place of, you know, just taking care of people and having people be thankful that we're there. So we're in the book of Proverbs. We're in chapter nine, the ninth proverb, and we're going to go ahead and do the first six verses or we're going to try. Uh, wisdom had built at her house and she had hewn out her seven pillars. She had killed her beast. She had mingled her wine. She had also furnished her table. She had sent forth her maidens. She crieth upon the highest places of the city. Whoso is simple, let him turn into hither as if for him that waneth understanding, and she to him, Come, eat of my bread, and drink of the wine which I have mingled. Forsake the foolish, and live, and go in the way of the understanding. There's a lot of movement going on there in the verse, and a wisdom has built her house. And, you know, I look at this, and, you know, it's taking a look at wisdom and how it grows and also what's going on with uh, the feast of the things that come from wisdom and the folly. And I mean, we get done reading that. And what are you thinking, Stephanie? Well, it's neat because it's, um, I see that wisdom, first of all, is hospitable. Um, and wisdom is willing to sacrifice for others. And um, I think there's something that's massive as we go into this Christmas season um, to remember that a wise person will never um Keep, keep that to themselves in the sense of they want to make a difference in the lives around them and they're willing to go to work. They're willing to make sacrifices of their time. Um, a wise person will make sacrifices of his or her time to make a difference and she will go out or he will go out and seek to show people Jesus because Jesus is wisdom. And so um, I think there's a lot of, a lot just from a very, just looking at this at face value perspective of wisdom's willing to sacrifice. A wise person is willing to sacrifice and invest and serve others. Yeah. Wisdom's exactly that. You know, it's built the house, that next verse. Uh, it, and, you know, as we go along and or, or the end of the first verse and she had hewn out uh, her seven pillars. This is a big house. Uh, she killed her beast. There's lots to eat. Everything Stephanie's saying, there's a lot going on there. Her table's furnished. And, uh, and, and we sit there, and, and you know, it's this idea that wisdom just builds. Wisdom gives. Wisdom enlarges our walk with God. Wisdom enlarges our, uh, you know, understanding, wanting to share it, as Stephanie just said. I like that. And then inviting people. I think it's important that we invite people, that we hang with people, that we do things with people. Uh, come eat of my bread and drink of the wine which I have mingled. Forsake the foolish, live, and just inviting folks, loving them, caring for them, sharing with them. I don't know about you, but life is always better with more people around. 
Yeah, for the most part. There are times, you know, by nature, I would be very happy to hide out in my house um, with my kids for, yeah. like, indefinitely. Um, just that's me. Um, but I love having my kids around. And so, for me, that's my safe place is with them. And, um, but we've, you know, we were inviting some uh, man in our church that just lost his wife to COVID. You know, we're inviting um I, he's known me since I was a little kid. And, um, so we're, we've had, we had him and his wife over for, um, all of the years since we've been back from Cameroon for Christmas. And so just yesterday I invited him over for Christmas this year. Um, you know, yeah. it's, it's, I'm not saying I'm always a wise person, but being willing to go out of your comfort zone, whatever that may be, um, yeah. make a difference. Because that's who Jesus is. He he went out of his comfort zone. He left the glories of heaven. That's what Christmas is all about. And so to me, this season of the year is the most awesome time ever to get out of your own comfort zone and make a sacrifice for somebody else because you never know. Um, you never know the difference that may make in their life through the holiday season to give them another reason to live, to give them the encouragement they need to start a new year. And not because it's you, but because that's what Jesus leads you to do. And to make that difference, it's, it's powerful. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that, you know, making a difference, isn't that what, isn't that what serving God is all about? I mean, here we got this fellow whose whose wife passed away from COVID, whose life is upside down, and and we've got an opportunity to love on this guy and not sit around and talk about how great his wife was, but to just love on this guy. Yeah, and I like I love that you say that because um, that's something Amy Herbster and I were talking about earlier this past summer, and um, you know that. <laughs> I was talking to her from my perspective, you know, when you're always identified as yeah. your past life and not that that isn't a part of who you are. Okay. Every person that lost a spouse knows that that chapter of life will always be a part of them, but maybe they don't always want to be identified as, um, as the widow or the widower. Maybe they want to be identified as who they are. And that is, you know, by their name or, whatever or by their future they don't want to be identified by their past so those are those are huge things um to make a difference to encourage somebody um give them hope for the future god gives us hope for the future he doesn't make us dwell in the past and not that the past isn't important but we can't live there and we don't always want to be identified by well and you know the address has changed uh figuratively in some cases literally i mean uh, when god calls someone home I mean, that relationship is terminated in an earthly perspective. And, um, and, and there's so much more to life if we accept that. And, and like exactly what you said, you know, Charles is always going to be part of your identity. You have a, a few that look just like them and a couple that look like them. So, I mean, there's five of them anyway that, that <laughs> look like them. And uh, a couple, I mean, old Caleb freaks me out. I look at Charles's old picture. I look at Caleb and it just, it yeah. weirds me out, man. I've never seen anybody look so much like a parent before. But, I mean, you've got the, uh, you've got the Stephanie life, you know. I mean, yeah. you still got to go on. Uh you're raising your kids, you're running around, you're, you're doing things, you're feeding people, you're working on the phone. We just gave you a new woman to console the other day, called up. Um, and so, I mean, these are, you, your life is, is fluid for God. And it's not that, 
you know, we don't go in mourning for the rest of our life. That's why God looses us for marriage until death do us part. And uh, that's why we have Romans 7. That's why we have 1 Corinthians 7 it is because people aren't expected to mourn for the next 40 years of their life. Um, it's okay. And, and I think it can be that way too, even if you're not married and you lose somebody. There's somewhere along the way, wisdom allows us to keep going. Wisdom allows us to make new friends. Wisdom allows us to expand our families and our borders. And wisdom allows our community to be pretty cool. And uh, I think, you know, I think you're doing some pretty cool things, Stephanie. And I know that, you know, sneaking up, it snuck up those few years, snuck up on you very fast this year. I know that. And, uh, but there's been a lot that's happened in those three years that happened, you know, without Charles, thank God. God used you big time in the ministry, in the music ministry for raising your kids, hanging out, uh, doing things, you know, ministering in churches. And so I, I guess folks, if we get anything out of this, I'm glad Stephanie shared this with us. And I'm glad you had that talk with Amy Herbster. Amy kind of knows what's going on. You know, she's kind of like this, uh, ninja of Christians. You know what I mean? She's, she's Yeah. She's got her finger on the pulse of what's going on with people. She kind of looks at you. She might have a degree in psychology or something. No, I think it's in music, but anyway, I'm just telling you, she should, she could, she should just get given an automatic doctorate in psychology or something. But here's the thing, folks. I mean, love people right where they're at. You know, it's okay to say, man, that must be hard for you or something. Then move on. Talk about what's going on. Uh, you know, move on to wisdom. You know, it's foolish to live in the past. It's foolish to keep on going backwards. It's full. I mean, there's great memories. There's great things going on. Uh, you know, and people out there that lose spouses, they've lost the love of their life. I get all that. But here's this great thing about today. You've got a chance, folks, right where you are today. You've got a chance to make a difference. You've got a chance to do what Stephanie's doing, invite someone over who just lost their spouse, uh, invite someone over who looks lonely. And I mean, Stephanie, have you ever looked around church and said, man, there's three or four people in here that really need help? You yeah, know? well, I think I think it's important to remember whatever you've gone through, um, you know, the hurt doesn't leave, the no. hole doesn't leave. And I've discovered that time actually from my perspective, makes that worse, not better. Um, but you are more aware of what thing, what people are going through. You notice things that you may be, you notice people that you maybe never would have noticed before. And the part of you goes, why? Why do I have to notice that? But that's, yeah. that's the part best. And so being willing to look around and say, oh, you know, the Holy Spirit will lay someone specifically on your heart that needs help and being willing to make a difference in their life. Do it. And, and you know, that there it is. Time doesn't heal all wounds. God does. And sometimes other people come into the life and it's not that you feel any less about your brother, sister, husband, wife, or, or best friend or whoever has left us. That's not the case at all. It's just God sometimes, you know, continues to fill the holes in our life. He, yeah, I hate that saying. I've always hated that saying, Stephanie. I'm glad you said that. Time heals all wounds. That's the stupidest thing I ever heard, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, people yeah. slammed into that time and things that God do for you. Okay, it doesn't heal the wounds. It just makes them easier to deal with. I don't think wounds get healed. I, You know, I don't think those type of wounds ever heal. I was walking around the mall the other day with Debbie. I'm one of those weird Black Friday people. I mean, I was in the mall at 7 o'clock Black Friday, had a vente, hot chai. I had an extra squirt of chai in there, no water, extra hot. It was burning my lips. 
and I was running around getting good deals on stuff. And, you know, I found myself stopping at this old looking, traditional conservative looking Christmas tree. And for a moment in time, I saw a tree that my mother could have decorated. And I started crying. And I mean, I wasn't crying profusely. So I'm, I was kind of hiding out in, in the mall, you know, going away from where all the people were trying to get the sales. I was, I was mm -hmm. in Dillard's here in Greenville or something or, or Belk. And I ran into Debbie and she could tell I was crying a little bit. And I said, isn't this foolish? I'm sitting here crying about Ma. But you know, I got to tell you, Stephanie, I still cry about her. It's been, uh, I don't know, 13 years. And um, the wound's there. Is, is the wound easier than it was in 2008? I don't think so. I think God has just replaced some things. I think God has just, you know, he, he lets me hang with other people. He's put people in my life that kind of fill gaps and, and stuff like that. I don't know. I'm glad you, I'm glad you broached that. So, you know, that's why we're here. That's why we're in the book of Proverbs <laughs> is, is to talk about these things. You're not a weirdo if you're still wounded. Uh, you are a weirdo if you let those wounds take you down the wrong road. If you let them hurt relationships, if you let it, uh, you know what I'm saying, Stephanie, if you use your wound to, to, you know, stomp around in places you shouldn't be stomping around. If you use your wounds to be a knucklehead to people, if you use your wounds to, you know, garnish favor or something like that, well, then you're a knucklehead, but there's nobody on this podcast doing that. And so, so I think, I think there's a lot of wisdom here in Stephanie's words and, you know, I usually pick on her and ask her to talk about some of these things. And I didn't today. She brought this one up on her own. But I, I think in wrapping this thing up, Stephanie, I think I think the most important thing that, that we can do is understand that wisdom will build you a big community. Wisdom will it'll help you store up food, money to take care of people. Uh, man, it'll do a lot for you. So, Stephanie, take 30 seconds or so and wrap this for us. We missed you the first couple of days when we had those two visitors. So wrap this up for us. Well, I think, you know, just as we go into this Christmas season, and quite honestly, this, this chapter, you could do three podcasts um, on the principles here. But as we go into this Christmas season, as I think through this, um, make a difference. You know, you can, you can make a difference in someone's life who's at that crossroads, who's deciding which path am I going to take. Go out into the highways and byways, compel them to come in compel them through your love, through your compassion, through your hospitality to forsake the foolish and live and compel them to go in the way of understanding, as it says in verse six, um, make a difference in their life. That's the best way you can show them who Jesus is. And Jesus is wisdom and they will see his wisdom being lived out through you as you make a difference in their life. So do that, do that this holiday season, show people Jesus, because by doing that, you will show them wisdom from above. There it is, friends. Show people Jesus. I muted my, I hate that when I mute the mic. It takes me about three seconds to come on. Show people wisdom. <laughs> Show people God. Be a conduit for it. Hey, we love you, folks. If we can do anything to help you, make sure you look for us on Helpful Wounded Spirits. Please take a moment to listen to every word Eric's got to say. It's so important that you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. We're about the next step. Get to know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and then let's grow together from there. If we can do anything to help you, you know where to find us. May God bless you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. 
It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you, but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at WoundedSpirits.com.